0: that is one way to sort of express yourself and, and that's a very private way uh, you i also think it's important that you don't have to tell anyone to in order to be bisexual you can tell yourself and, and that's the only person that really matters
1: welcome to normalizing non-monogamy the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own.
2: Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show enjoy
1: welcome to episode eight of the focus friday series we're Finn and emma and if you're new to this show and this is the first time listening this is not our normal format we typically interview people and have them share their story of exploring non-monogamy however this is a series where we pick a topic and talk about that instead so we have 10 of them coming out this is number eight
2: And if you're looking for the other nine, some of them are already available, but the ones that aren't, you can actually get right now for free, if you would like, by going to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, clicking on the courses tab, and there will be a link that will take you to where you can download all 10 of them at once, one fell swoop, for free if you want, or if you feel inclined, you're welcome to leave us a contribution to support the show. And if you do, we greatly appreciate it. But again, not necessary. Do what makes you feel good.
1: Yes, please. Do what makes you feel good.
2: Speaking of feeling good, how about that sexuality that we're going to navigate <laughs> with with Bradford and Angela here?
1: Yeah, so our guests today are Angela and Bradford from the By the Bye podcast. Or
2: the- No. They you can't tell the joke.
1: You okay. Can't, we you also, can't spoil the joke. There's a joke coming in the episode. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, we start off with some definitions and we kind of evolve the conversation from there.
2: Yeah. We just didn't want you to think that like the first couple minutes is just like reading definitions and that is definitely, definitely not what happens for the remainder of the episode. No,
1: that's only for a few minutes.
2: It gets a little out of control. I get a little uncomfortable. As always. I don't think I talked too much. I mean, I talked, I don't, I didn't talk as much as Bradford. (laughs) So
1: no, you talked all at the consent one
2: i wore out my vocal cords. Okay. All right. One thing we did really quick want to mention about this episode is that we we understand that Emma and I both kind of are approaching this from a little bit of a place of privilege being mostly heterosexual, maybe hetero-flexible if you will. Yeah. And so we're sort of talking about some things that are outside of our wheelhouse, which is why we why we tapped into the wisdom of Bradford and Angela. So Please be kind to us if we misstepped and said anything that may have been out of out of line or out of sync. If if we did, please do reach out to us. We love to hear feedback and we love to constantly improve. So please let us know. If not, you know, please send us praise that we did it perfect.
1: <laughs> we know we're not perfect, but we try our best.
2: And with that, let's go talk to our good friends Bradford and Angela. Let's go. Hey everybody, real quick, one last thing before we jump into this. I wanted to well, we wanted to put Yes, a, we <laughs> We wanted to put a little disclaimer in here because there was a, a discussion or there is a discussion coming regarding demisexual and sapiosexual. And one thing that we really wanted to get out there, we know there is some discussion around sapiosexual being a term in which people sort of use it in an elitist way that you know I only date people who are super smart or who are, you know, super intelligent. And what we are trying to get across in this conversation is that intelligence is not really a a fixed thing, right? right. It's a what I might find intelligent about somebody versus what Emma may find intelligent about somebody versus what anybody may find can vary so greatly. And that it's not really just a uh, like... Are you really smart versus are you not smart? With that being said, there was a point at which I tried to draw the difference in in the most black and white terms between demisexual and sapiosexual.
1: He says the word stupid.
2: By yes, basically what I say is, you know, you could get to know somebody really well, but they could be stupid. And what I'm meaning by that is, you could get to know somebody really, really well. But for you, the things that they're really smart at are not things that you really connect with. And therefore, their intelligence is really irrelevant. And you're not you're not connecting on the quote-unquote sapiosexual realm. You're connecting on the demisexual. And so it was a poor choice of words, but it, yes. it does illustrate the difference between the two, which is what we were trying to make clear at that time. So my apologies for the poor choice of words.
1: And I agreed with his words, but I realized that... In, like, she should
2: never agree with me. No. That's what I was, she, she learned in that moment. And
1: re-listening to it, I was actually agreeing with what Bradford was saying. Right. Which, well, what the fuck? <laughs> he was saying that the se- sapiosexual and demisexual are actually very different, and he made a very good point. So I, I was, think
2: I made the point. It was, was just made with a poor choice of words. That's
1: true. I was agreeing with both of you. How about that? Anyway, and, the point of all of this is we wanted to put a little disclaimer because and say we're sorry. We didn't pick the best words.
2: But again, what, we just wanted to make sure that people understand that we are not sitting here saying the sapiosexual people are finding people who are smarter better than the rest of the people who are not smart enough. It's really more what you find intelligent about somebody is a very personal thing. Right. And yeah. that when I, again, poor choice of words, we are not trying to be classist or elitist or anything like that. No. However, it did draw the line very distinctly. So
1: <laughs> you did mission, do that. Good job. <laughs> mission
2: accomplished. Sorry for the long disclaimer. We just wanted to be careful about this. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming.
1: Yeah, we'll go talk to Bradford and Angela. And now. you
2: will never agree with me again.
1: Uh, that's yeah, that's true. Maybe I won't. All right. <laughs> so we have. Who are you guys, Bradford and Angela today? <laughs>
0: Hello. We have wait, who are you guys? You know, when you when you get so popular and amazing and interviewing everybody that you don't remember who you're interviewing, that's an issue.
1: Well we just really we just spent the
0: last them. hour
2: talking to them. I'm pretty sure
1: we know who they are.
3: I was just having fun. Anyway, how
1: about you two introduce yourselves real quick and then we'll get going on the topic?
3: Yeah. So we are Bradford and Angela from By the Buy Podcast. Yes, yeah,
0: she's Angela. Yes. I'm Bradford. That's very true. Hey, we should be specific. Okay.
3: All right. So in case people can't figure it out, I'm Angela. I'm Bradford. Yeah. And we do by the by podcast.
0: Yes. Uh, we've been doing by the by podcast, uh, which is now an award winning podcast. Yes. Uh, for four four years. years. So we've been podcasting for quite a while. Uh, we've got, uh, coming up on our 200th episode Mm -hmm. here in uh, March. Cool. What was, what was the award you won? Uh, it was the X award, uh, which is a new awards here in Australia. And it was for journalism and media, Mm -hmm. best, best journalism and media. So yeah, we're very proud of that. Uh, it's, it's nice to be recognized after putting years and years of work (laughs) into something that you love and you're very passionate about.
2: Yeah. Very cool. Well, congratulations on that.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Thank
2: you. And, and thank you for being here to talk about this. So we're going to kind of dive into I guess all things sexuality, and we figured you two were great people to have on for that, since you're both. Well, neither of you are heterosexual. We maybe that's correct. Des- maybe we should let you describe yourselves <laughs> however you want. But uh, maybe before we do that, like maybe we should run through some of the different terms that we're probably going to talk about today, and uh, we grab some definitions off of the internet. Yes, and then we'll God bless maybe, the internet. Yeah, yes. right. No, these are straight from. Um, the Urban Universi- Dictionary. No,
1: they're actually oh. from the University of Western Australia. Thank you.
0: I also like that they're straight from. <laughs> God, stop being so fucking heteronormative.
1: <laughs> Speaking of which, the first one, heterosexual. That's what I, that's what I have listed here. Uh, a person who is emotionally and/or sexually attracted to persons of the opposite sex, also known as straight.
2: Agree or disagree? Agree. Agree. Agreed. All right. Next one, bisexual.
1: Yep. A person who is attracted to people, regardless of their gender and or sex, once viewed primarily as a phase of gay or lesbian development, bisexuality is now regarded as a valid, independent sexual identity.
0: <laughs> Fucking struth, mate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then so the next one is pansexual. And, and here's where it's going to start to get very these are all going to start to sound somewhat similar. And this is maybe part of what we wanted to talk about with you guys today. But uh, the next one is pansexual.
1: A person who experiences sexual, romantic, and or physical attraction to people of all genders, sexual identities, or expressions. Also, another source I read called it gender-blind sexual attraction to all people.
2: And then we've got omnisexual, which, I mean, essentially the definition is pretty much the same.
1: Yeah, it's often used as a synonym for pansexual, and it's... The, this definition says someone who's attracted to persons of all genders and orientations. So the only slight difference in the definitions I read said, well, pansexuals say they call it gender blind sexual tra- attraction to all people. Mm-hmm. Omnisexual, they say is actively attracted to all genders rather than gender, gender blind. Pretty darn similar though. And you could use right. either one.
2: So in, in, in your two, in your opinions, I guess, Bisexual, pansexual, omnisexual, what, how do you two see the difference, if any?
3: Admittedly, I don't see a lot of difference between them. I think it's a very minute, very nuanced difference. And I think it's more individual as to, you know, Bradford may see a difference and he may identify as, as one or the other, but, or the other, I guess there were three options there, but. At the same time, they're so, so similar and, and it's however you want to label yourself, but it's, I don't know, to me, it's such a minute difference and I don't personally see a lot of difference because it's, to me, I identify as bisexual and I'm attracted to people, whatever their gender, whatever their identity is, it, it doesn't matter to me. Some might say that that's pansexual. Some may say it's omnisexual, but yeah, I think that the difference is just so nuanced and so individual. Um, I,
0: I agree. In fact, my opinion often is, um, I have a lot of people upset with my opinion, which is a shocker, right? Uh, (laughs) if you listen to, if you ever listen to our podcast, you'll know that I'm very opinionated, but like from, from the very beginning, um, I would say bisexuality, pansexuality, and omnisexual. They're, nearly identical Uh, for me. I consider myself again, bisexual, but the way I see it is not male or female. I see it as someone similar to my sexuality or my gender, I should say, and someone not similar to my gender. So that includes by definition, everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I am not concerned with gender. I am not concerned. I'm more concerned with political prowess uh, than, (laughs) like, uh, than gender. Mm. But, you know, I, I totally appreciate that some folks want to really dive down and dive deep and, and, and label themselves either omni or pot or pan. But my only problem with that is that if we're trying to normalize something, we need to ease people into it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and and be kind of, uh, (laughs) Problematic and say the baby boomers aren't quick enough to pick up on the nuances between uh, Omni Pan and Buy. So let's make it a little easier on them um, because they're the ones that are voting and and creating mm-hmm. paradigms in which we can all suffer. Mm-hmm, sure. uh,
3: so, and I also don't think it's just them. I think that the general public uh, and especially. Yeah, depending on, on where in different parts of the world and what the the cultures and communities are like there they once you get into so many different I'm gonna say very specialized sexual terms you do start to lose people in their understanding and and really what is the difference between these two and then they're going to put it in the too hard basket yeah and they're gonna say I can't be bothered trying to figure this out so just go over there I don't want to deal with I, you yeah. and so I do think it's a bit of keeping it simple for the general populace. If you want to drill down and make it more specific for yourself or in your local community, your local groups, I think that's completely fine. That's great. If it, and if it helps you understand yourself, then that's great. But at the same time, I would encourage people who do that not to, I say this only because we've seen it, a bit locally, uh, but not to be, um, I'm going to say argumentative militant, or yeah, militant about it. And, and say that, well, if you don't identify a certain way, or if you don't get that specific, then, then that's bad. You're a bad yeah. person or something's wrong with you. And so I think it's just about labeling yourself how you want, accepting that maybe not everybody is going to, even if they have similar views to you and trying to make it understandable for whatever your current audience
2: is. Yeah. Right. And
0: And make it it approachable.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying maybe that, what that looks like is if you are, if you identify as pansexual and somebody's talking about you and says, Oh, this is so-and-so and and they're bisexual, not to, not to throw a fit about it. And you can still say like, Oh yeah, they described it perfectly. I call it pansexual. Some people call it like you can, you can do it without it. Like being you can do it with
0: grace. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so one of my problems is is oftentimes bisexuality, there's that, I think it's a myth, is the implication of there's only two genders. And pansexuality is the implication that there are many genders. And omnisexual is also the implication that there's many genders. I fully recognize that there are many genders. Absolutely Mm -hmm. there are, which is why for me, bisexuality means my gender and someone who is not my gender, because that not my gender is every other gender that might uh, right, the person is what matters.
3: Yeah, and we it's, do see it as a yeah. spectrum.
0: Absolutely, yeah. it's definitely awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think that you just shouldn't be militant about it. Yeah.
2: yeah, and at the end of the day, right, it's about what the person's trying to say and who they, right? Yes, there's no reason absolutely. we're all on the same team here. Uh, if somebody calls mm-hmm. you bisexual; they're not a, not attacking you, right? And and absolutely really, not. These are all just kind of silly labels. At the end of the day,
0: right? right. To, to some, which is why, you. I tend to like the label queer. I think, uh, and, and we've been attacked for using that label to describe ourselves because I think a lot of people hear queer and they think genderqueer, that's the implication, but queer, I mean,
3: it's the umbrella term for everything that's different. That's slightly out of the norm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And which I think it's a, it's a great word, uh, and it's a great label. And if you want to be very general, just label yourself as queer. Mm -hmm. And then if somebody wants to know more about it, they'll ask you and just be, uh, okay with that that conversation. Yeah. Right.
2: Perfect. Well, so for now it's gonna stay by the by, not by the pan.
1: Right? <laughs> <I> know, right?
0: <laughs> if we changed it, it'd be pots and pans. <laughs> but we would have to smoke a blunt every every time we
1: <laughs> pot and Pans. Oh my God.
0: Maybe we should change
1: Maybe the name. We should, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually really hilarious.
0: Spinoff show. Spin-off show. <laughs> spin-off show pot and pans. That'll be our our YouTube channel. <laughs>
2: All right. The next one.
1: Yeah. A couple more definitions, then we'll be done with that part. Uh, asexual, a person who is not sexually attracted to people of any gender or sex. Um, and then the other two I pulled in here, if you ever Google these terms, you'll find that there's a whole bunch of things. And uh, I. Didn't want to have a never ending list. So the, other, the only other two I pulled in were demisexual, which is a person who does not experience sexual attraction to another person unless, unless or until they have formed an emotional connection with that person. And so they're based basically based on a strong emotional connection and sapiosexual, mm-hmm. a person who finds intelligence sexually attractive or arousing and is sexually attracted to intelligence. So again, demisexual and sapiosexual are fairly similar. Mm
2: -hmm. In some sense.
1: Yeah. In some sense.
0: It's interesting. I disagree. I think demisexual and sapiosexual are are really different. Um,
1: Then please.
0: Well, yeah, I think demisexual is more about
2: just developing the relationship. Like you could be really, you get, get to know somebody really, really well and they could be really stupid in. that's
1: true right? <laughs> yeah
2: to, to put it really black and white right like but you like developed that connection e- emotional
1: connection versus intelligence right. connection yeah no I, exactly. I i guess i would agree with yeah. that yeah
2: subjectively um, stupid, not actually stupid.
0: And, and I'm going to say that by saying that S word, you have already opened your doors to miles and miles of people who are going to attack you for even suggesting that sapiosexual is, um, a thing slash important slash, I don't know, not negative. And those people quite honestly bug the hell out of me, mm-hmm. uh, I have recently gotten into arguments on Twitter and then saying that I don't see a problem with sapiosexual. And a lot of people see a problem with it. They see it as, um, as separating, um, people of different class, people of different educational background, people of, of, uh, race, they, they included race into it. And, and like, I, I think like, No. For me, sapiosexual means if you're intelligent and we connect on a level, that level could be calculus. That level could be a passion for the legend of Zelda.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, I said, I said the word stupid and, but really what it is, and that was a joke, but it was really no, more no. that. Yeah, I, yeah, it was and clear. It,
3: <laughs> and I also don't think that it's necessarily an intelligence level thing. I think it's just a do, are we on a similar wavelength on whatever the topic, exactly. or whatever is important to us? And it's it's not necessarily like, Who's the smartest of them all, and that's who I must be friends with. That's yeah. me. It's <laughs> it is it is much more of a. Are we on the same level? I think for a lot of those people, and and is there just that connection over whatever it is? Yeah, and, and yeah. that's
1: why I was. I think they saying the demisexual and actually are a little bit similar in my mind because I, I guess an emotional connection can mean in it an intelligence connection as well. It, it I guess if that's what your if that's what the connection is, like, yeah. I don't know. It's all.
0: Yeah. I'll just so say I, I like the term demisexual. And I think if I had to add a subtext or a sub genre to bisexuality, I would consider myself demisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, I also consider myself sapiosexual because there are people who I have connected with on an emotional level. There's,
3: Let's just say you're sexual.
0: I am sexual. <laughs> uh, you know, there are those folks that I, I will go to a bar. This is a perfect example. I'll go to a bar and the bartender is not terribly attractive, but then we, the, on a physical what I would consider physically attractive. But then we start talking about bourbon and the bartender's knowledge of bourbon. The more they talk about it, the more like, like we get, I get excited. And that feeling of that excitement that we share something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it really comes back to is what are you sharing? Um, And in that case, it's an, it's an intelligence or a knowledge about alcohol Uh, or if it's something that Uh, I'm talking to somebody about a play that I've seen or a movie that I've seen and the way we felt about it or a book that you've read music that you've heard that, that you've got that emotional, it, it had an emotional spark in you. And while I may not be attracted to you on any other level in talking about this art, we, we connect that's an emotional connection. Yeah, uh, we both feel very similarly. That can turn me on. Yeah,
2: and that, and I think that that's perfectly said. And I think that was the point I was going to get to when I said like, stupid. I'm, what I was, what I think it really is, is more like the things that you and I find attractive physically are very different potentially, as are the things that we find intelligent or or emotionally attractive. Right. So, yeah, I may not know a ton about superhero movies, but I may know a ton about something else. That is no of no interest in to you, right? And so we're not going to connect on that level of potentially that sapio, like channel.
0: Well, you know, just to use, just to use. I'm I'm sorry, buddy. I'm going to use you as an example. Uh, one of the things that I find attractive about you. Is is your, your life experience. And you know, the, the work that you guys do with the podcast, I mean, that's an emote for me, that's an emotional connection. Like I know the good work that you do. And I know that 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 actually attracts me to you because you're doing good things and I'm attracted to good people. And so I think that's when people start to nitpick and say, you know, sapiosexual is bad. Demisexual is wrong. I'm like, you know, Perhaps you should just go back in your little box and, and be quiet because, like, you're invalidating other people. Now, I will add to that. There are people who say sapiosexual, and they mean I'm only attracted to people who with a Ph.D.
2: Yeah, you have to be in Mensa in order to
0: get in my pants. Right? Yeah. yeah, but, you know, I think you can take anything like that. Like, that would be the equivalent of somebody going, oh, I only drink with people who drink, you know, actual champagne. Prosecco is not champagne. Like that person is clearly a cunt. <laughs> uh, you know, so I, I think you can cuntify any label. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, That's
3: just how so, you handle yourself. You
0: find, yeah.
2: I,
3: like, I like that official term. You can cuntify yeah. a label. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. Well, so, I think, you know. I, f- I feel like we have effectively beat, beat this horse to death. I was just going <laughs> to make a statement. Should...
1: Bradford, I think it's safe to say you are not asexual. Is that correct?
0: no but i totally respect those those folks who are or, or identify as asexual um and i like
3: i also think it's important and i mean we're by no means um I'm going to say um, experts on asexuality by any means, but I do think it's important for a lot of people out there. They hear the term asexual and they think people who don't have sex or, you know, they're not sexually attracted to others. And I think it's important to, to note that, that there are asexual people who do have sex with others. There are asexual people who form romantic relationships with others that do have emotional connections. It just may be that they're not, Uh, uh, perhaps physically or somehow sexually 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 attracted to this person, but that doesn't mean that they can't have connections and relationships. And, and again, there's a whole spectrum there as well as to what exactly asexual means to someone who is asexual. Mm -hmm. So if you don't understand, then ask. But Yeah. But I do think that people hear it and they think that, Oh, they just don't want anything to do with sex whatsoever. And that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily true.
0: And problematically, a lot of people include the romantic relationship. There are, Cause there's also a romantic, um, you know, so the, you know, but asexual doesn't mean that you don't want to have a connection with somebody. And I think that is the problem that a lot of people assume. Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. No, thank you for adding. That's a
0: heteronormativity though, isn't it? That if I'm romantically attracted to you, I must want to fuck you. (laughs) I mean, like there's, that is such a, a a heteronormative kind of mentality. Um, Yeah,
1: it is. I mean, this definitely doesn't always have to be the case. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And and it was something that we was discussed, um, in, at, uh, desire this year, uh, which we greatly missed you all at, uh, was (laughs) the escalator of, of, of the, uh, of sex, which means if you take a step on and you start holding hands, that means that you're going to ride the escalator up to kissing. You ride the esca- uh, escalator up to kissing. Suddenly we're both topless. Suddenly we're both pantsless. Suddenly we're going down on one another. Suddenly we're having sex. And in actuality, that's not, it's a staircase. It's not an escalator. You it's can stop stair- at any a, stair. I'd
3: say it's a staircase with a lot of landing. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah so you can you can stop and you can you know maybe just maybe i just want to kiss you for a bit maybe just want to make out a little but that doesn't mean that we're then going to end up having sex and i think that's or penetrative sex which i think is ultimately when people say yeah. that that's what they mean P-I-V. But, yeah. yeah
2: yeah yeah perfect mm-hmm. well so one in this of this yeah. who doesn't know, what, who doesn't know <laughs> yeah. What. Yeah. so one of so one of the things i think we wanted to talk about today well there's a lot of them but one of them is i guess one of the one of the problems with I guess society in general is right. You two, to anybody looking in, look like a straight couple, right? Because you're yeah. married, and you're one of you is a man, one of you is a woman, and so th- like identifies, yeah. yeah, identify as a man and a woman, cisgendered, yes. Yeah, cisgendered. Yeah. So the so we wanted to talk two different things with you guys to kind of to start. One is right. So being non monogamous allows us to explore our sexualities. Right. Typically, if we were monogamous, that would be much more difficult to do. But acknowledging that we we aren't saying that you have to be non-monogamous. What are what are some ways that you two have seen people explore sexuality within the confines of monogamy, um, so that you know they're not shutting that part of themselves off?
3: So I think it's important to recognize as well that, and, and I'm going to speak specifically for bisexuality here, but it's not it's not just based on action, like how you feel about your sexuality can be, it can be an emotional connection. It can be that mental connection. It can be whatever you want it, but it doesn't have to be that I have to sleep with people of multiple genders in order to call myself bisexual. That's not what that means. It, it means what am I attracted to? Who am I attracted to? What kind of person? And so I think it's important to acknowledge first of all that, that, just because you define yourself in whatever sexuality doesn't mean that you have to act upon it. And I think that's where if you're in a monogamous relationship, it does, you know, you can identify as bisexual, but that doesn't mean you're then going to have relationships with or physical relationships with other people. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a a really good, a really good point when with something we say quite often is uh, it is a self label Mm -hmm. and, and you it's not an, a label that you must act on in order to use it. Um, we know a lot of folks that we've discussed over our over emails with our podcast uh, saying that we're, I'm married, I'm happily married, but I think I'm bisexual. Am I bisexual? And so one of the things that I would say sort of more to your point, Finn, is that porn, like mm-hmm. we all watch porn. I, I don't care. Like if you say you don't watch porn statistically, you're lying. <laughs> uh, but you know, you can, you can be bisexual and, and watch bisexual or gay porn. If you're, if you're cisgendered male, uh, so, or, or lesbian porn for the, for the ladies, you know, so like that is one way to sort of express mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. And, and that's a very private way. Um, uh, you, I also think it's important that you don't have to tell anyone to in order to be bisexual, you can tell yourself and, and that's the only person that really matters.
3: If you do uh, tell your partner, if you involve your partner, if you're in a monogamous relationship, another way besides watching porn together is role play.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Cause role play can be a, a fun way that you can both kind of get into it and explore something different as well.
0: Yeah. And, and, and it is very much, um, you know, the, the power of an ally Is I think so underrated. Um, You know, you can be if you're if you're bisexual, but you're not out. You don't want to tell the world that you're bisexual. You can still support bisexual causes. You can be there for somebody to talk to when they need to come out, or they need someone. They need that safety of knowing that they can be them their their true selves. And even if you don't tell them, like knowing that that you are supporting a community, uh, or even a person in the community is so important. And so it's so underrated. Uh, it, it was it, it, a lot of people talked about it 20 years ago, you know, you know, be an ally, be a support. Um, but now we don't really talk about our allies as much. Mm-hmm. And I think that unfortunately some of our allies are kind of getting pushed to the side because so many people are out and proud. But there's still such a space for people to sit and listen. Mm -hmm. And I think there is so many people need to talk and tell their story and there's not enough people to, to sit and listen to them. And I think it's invaluable to have somebody who will just go, all right, you know what, you do the talking and I'm just going to sit here and nod. And if you want me to ask questions, I will. And if you don't, if you just want to spew on, I'm I'm there for that as well. So you can do something as small as that or you can go to the parades. You know, you, you don't have to be Sydney does the one of the largest gay parades in in uh LGBTQ plus parades in the southern hemisphere.
3: Yeah.
0: And the number of straight people there vastly outweigh the number of the alphabet soup that's there. And it's, it's amazing to me how supportive some of them are. Some of them are just there for a party, but (laughs) you know, it's a a great fucking party. Uh, Nobody parties like the alphabet soup. Uh,
3: But I also think it's important too when you talk about having allies is it's, it's both having people to listen and to be there and provide that emotional support when needed. But it's also good to have allies in different community groups and different political groups, you know, in different spaces where they can potentially help to push policies and to, to push, you know, programs that need to be there to support the the LGBTQI plus community group. Um, so I think it's good to have allies kind of in those spaces as well as it, it's both for the emotional support and then also for the logistical support yeah. as well. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: right. So, so I mean, kind of summing that all up, like one of the ways to explore the, no, no, but I mean, it's it's valid, right? Like one of the ways to explore the bisexuality or your bisexuality would be to just being involved in the community. Even if that means Mm -hmm. you're, you're still kind of quote unquote in the closet, right? You're, you're in that community, you're helping people out. You may not be having the actual sex that, that would make you officially like and, and a practicing bisexual, I guess if there were such a thing. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> are we Mormon? <morbid? laughs> oh, no. But this is my testicle. <laughs> but the, I think that people at home aren't gonna get my dance. Yeah, so. well, <laughs> it's implied. So I I had a dance.
3: We could do a boomerang of it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but So yeah, I guess it's just that being in the community, being a part of it, uh, is is you're yeah, like you said, you're still bisexual even if you don't have a a male partner and a female partner or multiple partners of different gender and
3: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it's also it's a it's a spectrum as well and so and we've talked about this many a time is that where we fall on that spectrum changes all the time is, you know, sometimes I may be more attracted to women. Sometimes I'm not, it just kind of goes back and forth. And, and I think that also can change during life phases and just be, and it may be that like we have friends who consider themselves bisexual, but they're in a monogamous relationship and just because they may not ever have a physical relationship with someone else doesn't mean that they stop considering themselves bisexual.
0: Yeah. So it's the difference between a picture and a movie. So when you look at a picture, you might see only one aspect of, of this person's interests. But when you watch a full film, you get the total story. Mm. Uh, And I think the perfect example might be James Bond. When you see a photo of James Bond, you see a a nicely well-dressed man who probably is wealthy, who's drinking martinis and maybe playing poker. Uh, but when you watch James Bond, you realize that he's a misogynist asshole uh, who is terrorizing more than he's protecting uh, and that he is problematic as a whole. But Daniel Craig is still hot.
1: <laughs>
2: See? <laughs> very, very nicely summed up.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, But yeah, and I think it's it's important not to judge books by their covers. And I think that anybody who's bisexual, uh, whether they are out or whether they are practicing, whether whatever you, I I like I like your turn of practicing bisexual, which is (laughs) hilarious to me. Um,
3: I don't like it. You don't like (laughs) it. That's okay. You don't have to like it. Um, Finn just made it up because it implies that. I I mean, I understand that by practicing, you mean like physically having relationships with people. But at the same time, like. Can we not emotionally practice? Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah.
0: yeah. Ah, in Finn's face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's. Um,
3: we just said it's not all about the physical. Right, right it's very true, did. exactly. And then we contradicted ourselves. <laughs>
0: wow!
1: Thanks for the clarification, Angela. Uh,
0: <laughs> Angela's the best. <laughs> I'm the
2: worst. We <laughs> the worst. Second, second. Can argue. <laughs> second worst. You
0: know what? Y'all can go to hell. <laughs> I'm a love all right.
1: I do actually wow. <laughs> I love both of you See? but
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so maybe maybe oh, this takes us into the the realm of non-monogamy where we kind of all I don't want to say
0: practice but where we all
3: <laughs> reside we
0: reside
2: yeah we
3: reside
0: yeah <laughs> we have permanent residence in uh, we're
3: firmly planted in non-monogamy yeah, I'm a
0: PhD in
3: non-monogamy
2: exactly.
0: well <laughs> So it, it must pretty be, heavy dick? it must be easy then. Right.
3: Oh, oh, oh. oh what did she say?
0: Oh, God, no. That's great. She's a pretty heavy dick. Uh, oh. PhD. Yeah. Pretty, hard,
3: pretty hard dick.
0: Uh, that's probably more yeah. likely. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry. We, we, but we digress.
2: So, so being, uh, being that we are all non-monogamous exploring our sexuality must,
0: must be easy. I guess I just I love you. I feel like you're baiting me. And I am If, if I didn't know you better, I would have attacked you immediately.
2: <laughs> I would have for yeah. the microphone. It's uh, just so easy. The only thing that would be easier to say was that you you have by privilege.
0: Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, look. I'm Which
2: I, a, will, I will I will say like, this. I I believe that I believe that the women in Non monogamy. We're going to get there. We're I know. Get but
0: there. I do, I just want to say, I do believe there is a little bit of bi-privilege. I in agree that with sense. you completely. And I am a cisgendered white male in my 40s. Of course, I have privilege. Uh, I do not. I do not argue that the thing is I try to use my privilege, for the power of good, not for the power of evil. Uh, yeah, exactly. But you're right. I do have my privilege and, and this whole, you know, you live in a golden world where, you know, you're married to a woman, so you can be a quote, chameleon and and move upon amongst the heterosexuals like i don't think anybody who knows me thinks i'm straight i mean let's be realistic you all have (laughs) known me for quite a while uh i do not put off very many straight vibes in fact perfect example is at angela's christmas party which somebody came up to me and said oh do you see this person over there i was like yeah she goes. He was very surprised that you were with Angela. I was like, "Who do you think I was with?" She goes, "One of the other men." <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. That's okay.
0: Well, I guess
2: I mean I was joking about your by privilege, Bradford, but I think the the uh, the insinuation right in the lifestyle or in non monogamy in general that like women are very encouraged. To well, be. first oh. you're
1: jumping ahead. We you had we had talk we were talking about. Uh,
2: how difficult it is for Bradford in life? Yeah.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, no. About like how, a lot of people start in non-monogamy yes. because one of that one of them or both of them want to explore their sexuality. Yeah, so that's where we were before jumping into. Yes.
3: And I would actually go beyond that and say that. A lot of people do open up their relationships, whether it's early on in the relationship, whether it's late in the relationship. I say late, more recent in the relationship. Uh, Like many people that we've met in the, the swinging community here in Sydney, they open up their relationships 10, 15, 20 years after being together or starting to be together. And that's a long time to be with someone and then open up your relationship. And that seems like it would be incredibly difficult. I can't imagine that. But some of it is to explore sexuality in, I want to play with someone of the same gender as me. Some of it is just, I want to explore sexuality in being with someone else, period, because I've been with this person for a very long time. And some of it is about those emotional connections and and just being able to be open and flirt and, and again, it goes back to the escalator in that just because you're flirting with somebody and even just maybe touching a little or kissing on them doesn't necessarily mean that you have to then progress all the way to to penetrative sex. And so for some people, it is just being in a sexy environment where you don't have to filter yourself and you can just kind of be, and you can just enjoy someone's company, however that looks. So for a lot of people, when they do start to explore non-monogamy, it is to explore their sexuality, but what that looks like for them can be very different and, You know, it can be Exploring any bi curiosity They may have, or it may just be exploring People's sexuality in general
0: Yeah Agreed, no, yeah. I agree with you
2: 90%. I don't want to talk anymore because I've been <laughs> sh- Shut down
1: I didn't <laughs> shut you down, you were just <laughs> going I was you, shit, man.
2: <laughs> 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 I kid, I kid <laughs> No, no, I, I perfectly said, Angela. And I so, think,
0: yeah, go ahead. I was just, just going to add, you know, to touch on your, your, which was clearly a joke about life being easy. Uh, and this is uh, m- maybe much to Emma's chagrin, uh, me moving forward and saying.
1: No, it is. It's good. You can move forward. <laughs> I, just, I, I, just, I just want. I love
0: it. I'm you. I love you. Um, I, <laughs> I feel like I should take my pants off. Uh, so, it is funny to, and and I, I hate to be that human, but it's harder for men. Uh, it is a lot harder for men than it is for women because when we look at, you know, you take media in general. When you look at movie and televisions, uh, the bisexual men are never the hero. They are always a villain. Uh, they're homewreckers. They're um, predatory uh, they're problematic. Whereas bisexual women are fetishized. Mm -hmm. Uh, they are, you know, know, like that whole bullshit, um, fantasy of every man dreams of having two women. Mm -hmm. I want to crash that right now. The statistically, the number of men out there who can handle two women at once, we're talking at the sub 1%. And this is from personal experience and from watching Angela with uh, other couples. Um, Most men, you think you can handle two women, mate, you can't even handle one woman. So don't even worry about Mm -hmm. that shit. Uh, (laughs) Now, it's still fun to practice (laughs) and to try, but you know, like we, we do see the, you know, you see porn and most porn, uh, a lot of porn that's consumed is either two women or male and two, two women. When, when we're looking at sexuality, bisexuality. Uh, rarely do we see two men and one woman unless it's in a cuck holding situation,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: which is also fun. Uh, but it it does surprise me at the number of, you know, you go to a club and if, if the woman identifies as straight, that immediately, you know, so something's wrong with her. What's why?
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in the swinging lifestyle, I would say that it is very much women are expected to be bisexual, but we have a number of female friends who are not, they identify as heterosexual and, and they, yeah, and it it is one of the situations that they get to a club and some people, I think most people kind of just expect that they're going to be interested in, in the female partner. and and it's, and it is hard for them as well. I mean, I say that, but it's harder for them as well, because it's, it's so expected. And, and, you know, they may say, no, I actually just want to play with the male. And that's okay if you're in a couple situation, but once you get into a single female situation, then that becomes a little more, more challenging, yeah. I think for them. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to touch on Bradford, when you were talking about it being more difficult for men, I think if you're looking at, opening up a relationship and creating connections with people on a a deeper and on a more sexual level, it is also more difficult for men, not just to explore bisexuality, but just to show emotion and to show that, that they have those emotional needs and they want the connections and they want the support and, and that they want that kind of community around them, even if they're not bisexual. Yeah. You know, even if they consider themselves heterosexual, but they still want to be able to feel close to other people and to ex- to flirt with them, to express that, but it's it's also very discouraged, I would say in society in general, just for men to show emotion. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. it is difficult, yes, for bisexual men, but I think it's just difficult for men in general to say that hey, I I want this, I need this, you know. Uh,
0: yeah, and and we could we could go off on a tangent here. And completely take over the podcast and saying things like, you know, when we watch movies, we never see men need, even heterosexual men need um, any kind of emotional support or any kind of real support. Mm. Um, And it's really frustrating to see that because this whole push against toxic masculinity, which I am completely behind and completely support, um, it's it's just problematic to... That are that men, again going back to that escalator thing. If if Finn, if you and I hug, you know, even, unless it's when we first see each other or when we're leaving one another, if we hug, clearly one of us wants something out of the other. Mm-hmm. And right. and honestly, the only thing that I would ever want if I was to hug or cuddle with you is the. Connection is that physical connection. It doesn't mean that I I want to take you to Plowtown. Um, Is that what you call it? (laughs) Angela calls it Poundtown. I call it, uh, we'll call it Plowville USA. Um, But you know, and I think that's a problem is that we, we assume so much that comes from a physical touch and that any physical touch must lead to the next physical touch. Uh, And that's not true yeah
2: and i i was going to circle back too and say like we said that it's more difficult for them for the men and i and again i realize a lot of this is very gender binary we're talking men of and course. women and right and uh, and maybe some of that's just for ease of conversation but like that this yeah. is applicable across oh my god the trans gender. community
0: yeah the 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 the, the, trans, community, the trans community um the struggles that they go through is it, on top of this, because we have a lot of trans friends who are also bisexual yeah. and poor things. And I'm just trying yeah. to explain that to, to muggles. Yeah. And yeah. They, they don't understand. And they mm-hmm. they're like, but, but why did you change gender? And it was like this, this logic that gender and sexuality are even in the same room. They're not even in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a big problem there, and and I think that modern society really needs to focus on. There is gender. He puts up his hand at the left hand of the screen, and there is sexuality. He puts up his other hand at the opposite side of the screen, <laughs> and it's not a diagram. They don't overlap.
3: Yeah,
1: um,
0: and right. it's really important to remember that.
1: Yeah,
2: right. yeah. Well, and 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 right, the struggle we were talking about, saying like it's it's typically harder for men and let's just say in the swinging lifestyle to express bisexuality or by curiosity even mm-hmm. but on the flip side like i I, w- I would say that it is harder for women in some sense again if they're if they identify as straight because you have wind up in a lot of situations where it's implied that the women are bi and so it's like oh the women are going to go dance together and it's and it's a very like if there was two straight guys, you would not see them out on the dance floor together dancing. Like, first of all, dancing at all together <laughs> and definitely not dancing the way that you would see two women dancing together, even if they both identified as straight potentially. And so there's a lot of implied mm-hmm. like, well, the women must be bi because they're here. So they're going to get it started. And, and it's so yeah. it can be really yeah. hard for a straight woman to be like, well, no, I'm, I'm just I'm straight. And it's like, yeah. that's, that's just not acceptable sometimes.
3: So it's also interesting because I've talked to women at the club before who are by curious, but they've never played with another woman before. They don't have a lot of experience with another woman and they are almost embarrassed about that. And they're, you know, they don't want to admit that they don't know what to do. They don't want to admit that they're not sure how to go about whatever it is. And, and They shouldn't like it's, it's okay not to have had those experiences before, but they think they, they feel like there's this pressure that because I am female, that I have magically had all these experiences with other women and I'm amazing. And I know what I'm doing and that's not the case. A lot of times everybody has to start somewhere and practice and even explore and see if it's what they want.
0: Well, it's really funny because what you're touching on is that logic that because you are that gender, you know how to please that gender. Yeah. That same gender, Yeah, uh, which is hilarious and foolish as hell. Because I think anybody who, uh, like I'm going to say experienced anybody who's an experienced swinger, uh, who has dealt with, who has had sex with more than one person knows that each person enjoys being touched differently.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So why wouldn't we assume that, uh, you know, just because I have the same tackle that you have, doesn't mean that I enjoy the same play.
1: Yeah. Every yeah. person's a little bit differently and you have to yeah. kind of figure that out. Yeah. Which and is that's why we, the fun. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the fun. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's a huge part about the, com, you know, the communication, right. Is uh, ongoing and, and constant, right. Yeah. Throughout these. Yeah. Well,
1: Cause it, yeah. I just wanted to so, chime in really quickly. Cause like yeah. I have, as someone who I started initially, like by curious and over the years have more just, come to terms with like pretty much more by comfortable because there's some women that I am attracted to and I would like to play with. And, um, but I am not one who is going to initiate with other women necessarily. That's just not my personality. And I tend to gravitate more towards, um, I, towards men. And that's just, it can be really hard to navigate that throughout, the lifestyle because you are expected to, to all of the women, just pl- you're all bisexual and that all of the women want to be together. And that's just the way it is. And I think it starts with conversations like this and start conversations like you have Angela at the club and talking, we, when our conversations with people and it just, you have to start spreading the word that it's like, it's okay to yeah. be who you are. And even if that's just exploring it and figuring it out and and not knowing, and you can change your mind. You can try something and be like, well, that was cool, but I don't want to do that again. Or.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's funny. Cause I think what this is all sort of shaking down to is that no matter your gender on average, we're all looking, we're all having a very similar experience. So talking about, you know, there are, there are plenty of, of straight women. There's, Plenty of bi curious women. There's plenty of bi comfortable women, and there's plenty of bisexual women. I think you can replace women with men, and you have the exact same thing.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: the The difference is which direction are we coming at? So I think the swinger world comes at it from the bottom up. So saying there's a pun there <laughs> that you know most women are bisexual, and it's weird to be bi comfortable. It's stranger to be bicurious curious and it's really bizarre to be straight whereas yeah. for men it comes the other way around we expect exactly. most men to be straight but i think when you look at the numbers we're about in the same boat the number of guys that i have given blowjobs to who are bi comfortable they don't want to do anything else but they're okay if i'm doing it like and i'm okay with that that's fun for me uh and that's sort of I think it often comes back to, we have trouble believing those people. Mm. Uh, we have trouble believing no matter the gender uh, that I enjoy giving you oral sex. That's fun. And people are like, but I'm not doing anything. So it can't be fun for you. Right. And and it's funny to look at that and like taking what you're, what we're talking about now. And again, circling back, we keep circling back. We, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. This, this map is going to be crazy. <laughs> Circling back a bit and talking about how easy it is or or hard it is for bisexual men, I am—I'm very clear in most cases, in most social situations about my gender. I don't—I don't hold back. I'm very stereotypical, I guess I should say. In a lot of my—I talk a lot with my hands. I say "oh, honey" a lot. Like it doesn't surprise me that a lot of people think I'm gay, and I'm very flamboyant. I'm very comfortable in a non-sexual circle about my sexuality. The second we get into a swinger's world, I tend to tone myself back. And I, I think that's part of the problem for me is in toning myself back. Look, I'm, I'm trying to make the using quotes here, straight men more comfortable. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable, but that's just me as a human. I don't want to make people uncomfortable. So I know that my sexuality can make some guys uncomfortable. So I'd rather tone myself back than to be my authentic self. Conversely, the most fun I have ever had is when I'm my authentic self. So, you know, I think that's a lesson that we all can learn is even somebody who is, I am out and proud. Like everyone I work with knows I'm by everyone in the theater community. Of course knows I'm by everybody in my family knows I'm by I'm out I go to the swingers club where even the, like the owners know that we're by, like, they know us very well, but I go into the swingers world and I really tone myself down because I don't want to make people I don't know uncomfortable. That right there is what frustrates me the most about myself. Uh, but you, and but you just
1: not, go into that automatically. Yeah.
0: You do it automatically. And I, I really encourage people it's
1: years of conditioning. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I encourage others and and even myself to try to tone down the toning down, <laughs> tone, tone it up. up. Oh, no. There we go. <laughs> uh, to go to the gym and and, <laughs> well, and, 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 and you Hero. see this,
2: yeah, exactly. When well, you see this mirror itself all the time, and we've talked to quite a few people on the show who say, "Well, yeah, I'm bi, but you know, on our online profile, we just say that he's straight because yeah. if we say yeah. that he's bi, people don't respond to us, right? Yeah. and and so this is, I mean, this is a bigger thing about uh, just a couple of things. One is just clearly consent, right? Like just because you're bisexual doesn't mean when we're all hanging out, all of a sudden you're going to be like hitting on me or making, you know, making passes being right. If somebody says to you, Hey, I'm straight. And you say, okay, cool. Right. It doesn't mean you're going to constantly be trying to put your dick in their mouth. Right. Like that's not yeah.
0: how, that's not how it works. Cause but you know what the problem is, right? So, I'm about to find out. I'm afraid you're about to find out, buddy. <laughs> uh, I, you know, of course, Angela and I both put that we're by on our on our uh, uh, account. Our, we use Red Hot Pie down here in Australia. Um, and if you say you're by and put straight, look, I totally respect that. I understand that, but I think ultimately the problem is that men are afraid that they're going to be treated like the way they most men treat women, uh, and that scares them. The, they're going to, they feel like they're going to be pressured and they feel like, like you just said that I'm just going to keep needling and needling and needling until you say yes, which is how a lot of men treat women. And the second we figure that out, we drop, we're like, cool. Thanks. Here's our hands. We're out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's not the case now. Don't get me wrong. Finn, I will always hit on you. Always. (laughs) I know. Right. You're straight, straight, straight. I hit on you because I think it's adorable to watch you uncomfortable. Um, yeah, but,
2: but I get uncomfortable if Angela hits on me. So it's it's not. It's not you. I'm, it's just any it's person in it's general. Just anybody, right? it's
1: just anyone gets uncomfortable all the time. <laughs>
2: so yeah, it's I don't, true. I just love. He has the prettiest eyes. Just don't feel special. That's all I'm saying.
1: Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, but you're spot on. Yeah. So, well, and and thank you for saying that. Right. I think that's a huge thing is right. Just for, for, for men out there or for couples out there who are listening to this and saying like, oh, well we tend not to like reciprocate messages to couples who have a bi curious or bisexual male, like maybe just rethink that. Right. Because they're, they're going to be, I mean, first of all, they've been transparent enough with you to say that. So they're probably going to be a lot more forthcoming on consent and all of these other things and and right i could be wrong there's probably some out oh, there yeah, who I are you're right. and yeah. no but i was just going to say that that you can't just shut down an entire group of people because you're afraid that they're going to take advantage of you because it's it, yeah. you yeah yeah
3: and the other assumption there as well is that just because someone has bisexual listed on their profile, that they're always going to want to play with someone of the same gender. Exactly. But there are many times that we go and we will not, like we may do a full swap situation where I play with the male of the other couple and Bradford plays with the female of the couple. It's and called they, bisexual. Yeah. There's no <laughs> intersection the men if there doesn't need to be. There may be no interaction between myself and the other woman if there's not any desire or... or Like situation, it all comes down to like the connection and the chemistry, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just because someone says bisexual on their profile doesn't mean that they have to play with everybody all the time.
0: And and the other side of it is, I think it is, and and men, we're the worst at this. It is extremely conceited to think that every man (laughs) on earth is going to be attracted to you. You're not that hot. Uh, I'm not that hot, and I am. I mean, I think we all know here. I am usually booming with confidence. Um, and, and I'm not attractive enough to, to get everyone, but, but that's the thing. We always assume that, Oh, they're, they're going to want me. Like, <laughs> no, they probably aren't, <laughs> but yeah, the, the number of times that we've played with couples and like, and I think this also goes back. I'm going to take this in a different direction that I was going to go is that when you look at and going even farther back, a gay couple, um same-sex partners communicate on average so much better than heterosexual couples and the reason is if you have a male bodied person and a female bodied person you know what sex is going to look like it's typically going to be culminate into a penis in vagina sort of situation but if you have two men they're going to have to have, there. there's no, like, we have to discuss this. What is sex, what is sex going to look like? There's no standard operating procedure. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just oral? Is it anal on you? Is it anal on me? Is it, what is it going to look like? And so what that tends to lead to is much better communication skills on the way to the bedroom than most heterosexual couples have. Like mm-hmm. you go to a bed with a heterosexual couple. Okay, cool. I know where we're going. You go to bed with a man and he, the, he and I will have a long conversation about it before we get there. Yeah. And I think that always makes at least the first encounter. My first encounter with men is always better than my first encounter with females.
3: Hmm.
0: And I think that's, it's interesting.
3: You need to work on your female communication skills. Clearly. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> fucking is he just, he just, <laughs>
2: He just jumps on the escalator and rides it right to the top every time. <laughs> no,
0: I don't, but you know, it is, yeah, it, it does show that the the communication at each landing is different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome.
1: It well, all comes down to communication,
0: right? Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, we need to put that on the t-shirt. It all comes down to communication. I it
1: know.
2: Absolutely does. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, We've, we've been all over the place and we've covered a lot of ground. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you two wanted to share, get out in the world because there's really no flow to this. So whatever you want to say, now's the perfect time to say it <laughs> and we can talk about it for as long as you want. Cause why not? Right. Oh my God. I, I, love,
3: I love you, Finn. You have beautiful eyes. Right?
2: Well, thank you. Now I'm uncomfortable.
1: again. <laughs> <laughs> See, <that's>, that <laughs> was what she was trying to do.
2: <laughs> What's that?
0: I didn't White you. castles make the best hamburgers on earth. Ooh, that's a bold statement. I'm kidding. That's a bold statement. I know.
1: I was going to say that's pretty bold. <laughs> I'm
0: kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I also love your eyes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'll just jump in. <laughs>
0: um, yes. And Emma, I think you have stunningly beautiful hair.
1: Oh, thank you. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I think the world needs to know that. But, uh, you know, ultimately, I think what it all what this can all distill down to is like we, we, all of us are guilty of this. We go into a situation or, or we have an expectation about something. We have these, these things that happen in our head and we've played this out and it's this beautiful theater, this beautiful scene that we've created in our head, whether it's a horror or a comedy. Um, But we have it in our heads and oftentimes we neglect to take in the actual facts of the world. We give people voices and make them say things in our head that is not real. It's not actual. And what we should do is rather than giving people their own words and voices, we should ask them. Uh, and I'm going to add to that, that asking questions takes so much courage. We often say that, um, We often assume that people who answer the question, that's where the courage comes from. But that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Courage comes from asking a question. Because the moment you ask a question, you have put yourself out there. You have put yourself out there for denial. You've put yourself out there for ridicule. You know, the number of times that somebody has asked us a question or we've asked a question and then somebody mocks us for asking that question, the person—the question asker gets put down. If somebody asks you a question, be honest, be open, whether it is what label do you use? What does that label mean? Well, how do you like to play? What what is your current relationship status and situation? These are hard questions for people to ask. And if we can be transparent and open with it and not ridicule the asker or feel like they're attacking us by asking, Mm -hmm. they're wanting to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think we should respect that and try to educate people as much as we can. We don't like what we don't understand. Um, And, and that's, that's something that we need to fix. Yeah. So we, I guess in subject to sum that all up is we really appreciate the fact that, that you two have us on to, to talk about something like this.
2: No, I mean, we're, we're super thrilled that you came on and and that was really well said. And I was just going to say one thing and, and I'm, I'm not going to take the time to Google it right now, but if, if you, if you go on YouTube and search, it was something like hundred days of No. Or something like that where this where this guy did an experiment where basically he he his goal was to get people to tell him no every single day by asking for just ridiculous shit and you know really like that's what a lot of this is it's a it's a fear of rejection it's a fear someone's going to tell you no and then you're going to feel stupid because somebody had yeah. to tell you no and you know i having been in sales somewhat and and we were talking to somebody, oh, we were in Vegas the other day and there was somebody like out on the street doing something over and over and over again, just like, and it was, and, and, and Emma was like, man, can you imagine doing that every day? And I was like, after the first hour, you become so desensitized to the nose. Yeah. they like, it means nothing mm-hmm. anymore. And so it's, it's actually a really good experiment and a really good practice to like, ask for things that you think someone's going to say no. And actually you'll be surprised. Like, how often yeah. people say, yeah. So,
0: okay.
1: or, or, I think or a just great... give you more information. Yeah. That's what you,
0: yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting, you know, and, and, and feel free to cut this from the podcast, but I think it'd be interesting to talk to these people who do what you're talking about, who always hear no. So down in Australia, it's the people who pass out the Uber eats cards yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: or the gym, or, or the gym memberships. Or,
0: the number of yeah. times I hear, no, I want to know, I want to understand how does that change you as a human? Are you more apt to ask for what you want? Yeah, because you're so used to hearing no, that you you're not afraid of that.
1: Yeah, I think that was a really great point you brought up the that it does take so much courage to ask questions because that's something that's not mm-hmm. talked about very much. So thank you for
2: yeah.
1: for summing that up.
2: Well, and it, and it ties into something that we we covered in a different sort of segment of this uh, series is the consent piece, right? Like a lot of people are afraid to ask for consent because if you ask, there's a chance somebody says no. Right. And, and
0: I think that's something that we're working to try to change as much as we can. Um, and no, the gift, I love the word. No. And then, and, and to add to that, um, someone saying their safe word, if you're, if you're doing in a kink play situation, somebody saying your safe word, we were told a lot, a long time ago that, that, that that's a gift. Mm -hmm. And I think no is a gift because what that means is that person that you're with is comfortable enough with you, to, you enough and trusts you enough that a you'll stop and B you will respect that they know what they need.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also find their limits, yeah, which is a good thing. It's to know.
0: so much. I, I love the word. Yeah. No. And I, I know that's an odd thing to hear, but mm-hmm. especially as a bi man, like, like Finn, if, if you and I are in a play situation and, and I say, you know, are you, do, are you interested in us playing? And you say, no, cool. Are you interested in me going down on you? No, cool. Are you okay if we touch? Yes. Now I know what's going to happen. I don't, it takes so much pressure off of me because now I don't have to overthink. Oh my God, if I touch him, he's going to be uncomfortable. If I touch him, does he expect me to go down on him? If I touch him, am I now going to expect him to fuck me?
1: Yeah.
0: Like I don't have that pressure. And that's such a gift that you're giving me and telling me, you know what the paradigm looks like. Uh and I think that so many people look at no ironically as a negative. Yeah. Uh they don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah.
2: Yeah, no, perfectly said. And 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 I've not that I want to cut you off because I we could go in down a 2-hour conversation about this. <laughs> because I I Yes, we could. It's it's a huge conversation and I mean yeah, we'll have you back on to, to recap it again because I think we can't, ha- we can't gotcha. have it enough. Absolutely. So, yeah, thank you both for everything you do, for all you've done
0: out in the world, for winning all your awards.
2: Um, <laughs> That's
1: awesome. Yeah, and, I'm really excited.
0: Um, so if you're, in, if you're in Sydney or the greater Australia area, please come to one of our pendulum parties. You can find out where they are at OurSecretSpot.com. .au. .au. <laughs> always forget the dot au <laughs> at au uh, yeah we we run the pendulum parties down here and it's just a way for us to swing both ways and so that yeah. uh, people of any gender can play with people of any gender in a very safe very communicative open space awesome and, uh, do I yeah, have to be bi to highly come? encourage you not have no. to be by to come Every, you just
3: have to accept it when yeah. you see it
0: yeah you just don't you, yeah you can't be graceful
3: you cannot shame
1: no people.
0: shaming don't yeah. yuck someone else's young you shouldn't yeah. do that anyway but uh, uh, i will do my best
1: agreed. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think you're all
2: right
1: and, and where can people find your show
0: uh, anywhere podcasts are sold, 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 sold. We sew them as well. Uh, yeah. So we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. Uh, so I think those are the three big ones. Depending Also
3: Facebook. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram.
0: Instagram. We're at by the by podcast. Cool. Uh, yeah. And Yes. Yeah, please uh, cool. listen to our podcast. And if yes. you liked what the, the opinionated views that I had and, and the sexiness that Angela is, uh, we do that once a week. Wow, way to devalue mm-hmm. her. She's just,
2: she's just your arm candy, huh? Jeez. It's also a
0: set of tips, so in your face.
2: <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll make sure to put links to all of that and more in the show notes. Thank you both, again, for everything and for yeah for doing some day drinking with us
0: thanks for having us on on. and you guys do amazing work we have so much respect for you or else we would not be on your podcast well thank you uh you're you guys are
1: well thank you i'm excited for future collaborations
2: and likewise yeah yeah (laughs) all right (laughs) well have a wonderful sunday and uh, we'll talk soon
1: and we're back Thank you to Angela and Bradford for coming on and having a fun conversation with us. And hopefully, I
2: had no fun.
1: <laughs> no fun?
2: I'm never fun. Well, you tell me I'm not fun.
1: Well, you tell me I'm not fun.
2: I never told you that.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It was a fun conversation.
2: They're fun people.
1: Yeah, that's true. Okay. Next Friday, what do we got?
2: Another fun one. <laughs>
1: this is not good.
2: It's perfect. All right. Next week, we've got... Transitioning relationships with Libby Sinbach. She is a relationship coach and educator, and we met her at Atlanta Poly Weekend back in June of last year. Holy shit, it's 2020. I know. Anyway, we met her last year. She's a kick-ass person. Uh, she actually has her own podcast now called "Making Polyamory Work." So check that out between now and then if you want to get a little more, a little more Libby in your life, as they say here <laughs> on the show. And uh, we will see you guys in a week.
1: Yeah, she was also, just quickly, a guest on our show, episode 98. So you can check that out, too.
2: Yeah, check that out. Then go check out her podcast. Yeah. Support us, then support her.
1: No, <laughs> no you can do it either way.
2: <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Okay, we'll see you see, next I told Friday. You I was fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>